Hey, hey, we are back. Hi. How are you today? Oh, fantastic. How are you? We're going to talk like we haven't been talking for the last hour. Yeah, let's do um, that. <laughs> today we'd like to cover a subject about uh, fear and how we overcome fear and just take action in life. Mm. Um, the reason why I wanted to... Look, I try and, and deliver my crazy mind's way of understanding it. Um <laughs> But I, but I listened to a podcast and saw a live from Dr. Martini, And um, it's all the foundations I've learned through the Mojo Master. Um, but his way of delivering it was just a lot better to understand. So I'm hoping that I can, you know, sort of between us, we can deliver that in the same sense just as soon as I've just dropped on you what our subject is. Absolutely. Because <laughs> I love winging and it. And I right? haven't seen the webinar. So yeah, yeah, awesome. I'll be able to just be able to just flip that out no worries yes so uh so fear um people think that it shouldn't exist and I like I used to have a firm belief of like you know why are these people taking action what's wrong with me why do I fear this what's the problem you know and he says that two things there's two things that actually um you know make us fear fear or, or fearful um it's seeking things that we try uh seeking things that we want to um gain like or losing things we want to gain and seeking things we want to avoid that's a better way to say it so for an example um if we think we're in a great relationship mm. and it looks like we're going to lose that relationship we have a fear of, of of loss of that relationship so then we start acting volatile we have irrational behavior to the point where like correct me if i'm wrong but there's got to be a, a space in everyone's life where they've stood in front of the mirror and gone who the fuck are you right now okay, you know like and and you beat yourself up when you do that but then it's also if you've had a bad relationship and i'm only going to go on relationships if you've had a bad relationship where you were physically or mentally abused or whatever like that if you start to see those same traits or behaviors in somebody else you then have the fear of of like you're trying to avoid that yeah so when you see it you then have the fear of of attracting what you're avoiding you yeah, know yeah and the the loop for that is when we seek something we're trying to gain um that we perceive is a a positive or a get uh you know a gain a, advantage. A, an advantage yeah whatever whatever you know title you want to give it um when we seek that, we perceive it's a fantasy. We, we perceive it's only one-sided. We perceive that it's only going to give us those benefits and there mm. are no drawbacks, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm. by doing that, that person will become the absolute opposite of all of the positives. So if you go, <laughs> oh, they're charming, they're beautiful, they're, you know, they're attractive, they're this, they're this. When with you, they'll become lazy. They'll become unattractive. They'll become all of these things and you'll be like, you're not the person I met. Well, well you can't have a one-sided person. Mm, true. For every title that you give someone of what you want to attract, there'll be a counterpart of that in a, in a negative form. And there's 4,228 traits and all of us are every single one of them. Mm. And only by accepting someone for all of their good and their bad can we actually you know, accept that and, and truly love someone and love ourselves. Yes. Because if we're trying to avoid the bad side of someone else, that means we don't accept the bad side of ourselves. Yeah. So anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. So it's to, um, yeah, so that's, that's fear. Now, how is it built? Like, what is the description of fear, right? Then he goes into saying 
that the description of fear is your perception on a situation that's about to happen um, in your future through your senses or your, um, you know, your past perceptions mm. that there's going to be more drawbacks than positive or drawbacks and benefits. Yeah. And that is the only reason you fear something. The only reason. Yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's so fucking true because yeah. now my brain's going, here, remember this time, remember this yeah. time, remember this time. And, and I'm like, yeah. And then when I actually took action, most of it, like most of my fears were on like that. They were just Weren't not real. real. Yeah. They were just not real. It was just something that I had over-exaggerated in my head to keep me yeah. playing small. Absolutely. And that's what he calls a false pos- positive or a false negative. So back to the relationship example for that is if you go, oh, my God, this, this man, and I'm only saying man, it happens in both ways because I'm a woman, so, you know, man's my thing. Um, <laughs> so if you, you look at a man, you're like, oh, my God, he's so funny and he's this and he's this he's, and he's this. Your brain is almost... Um, and you can't stop this, you know, like it's the way your brain behaves. It's, yep. it's still the way your brain's designed. So you'd be like, oh, you know, um, he's this, he's this, he's this. It's so, it's so beautiful. It's so this, it's so that. And then all of a sudden it's not. Mm. Um, but you perceive that it's only benefits. So there's no fears, right? Mm. So you're going straight in and then it, it shifts and you're like, why am I, why have I got this in front of me? Mm-hmm. Um, and another example is, Say you've uh, just broken up with someone that's got brown curly hair or blonde straight hair, whatever, you know, whatever your, thi- whatever your thing hair. is. What it, oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually had two men in my, in my uh, thoughts then, but yeah, they're just you and me. Um, that's so funny, actually. <laughs> Mic drop. No, um, so you've just had a bad experience in a relationship with someone that you perceived was going to be the perfect person for you. Yep. You set that fantasy. It's not their fault that you no. didn't see both sides to them. And it's purely because you don't accept both sides to you that you thought that they were going to deliver that. Yep. And then you meet somebody else and they also have the curly brown hair or the, or the straight blonde hair. And your intuition goes, Mm-mm, can't trust this person. This isn't a thing. And you instantly are wary. But you yeah. go in for the experience. You know what I mean? Like You're like, mm, I'm going to give it a go because, like, totally you don't love yourself, right? Yeah. And you, I only 100% believe that you don't love yourself because if you're trying to get a one-sided person, then you're trying to be one-sided yourself. Yeah. And it's not your fault that you feel that way um, because that's what we're all taught. Oh, positive thinking, positive this, positive that. Yeah. And it was in our lives when we did work with the Mojo Master, Thrive Time was the first event. Yeah where we actually realized, holy shit, so all of this negative I've been trying to block is actually serves a purpose in my life. 100%. After we received those tools, it was go time and we stopped being those positive thinkers. Or trying to be the positive thinkers. Trying to be, and then beating ourselves up because we weren't always positive, right? Yeah. And I am not saying that there is not a place for positive thinking. Mm. If you're in a negative mindset, then yes, positive thinking has a place. Mm. If you're in a positive mindset, then how about mitigating your risks looking forward and going, one, I know that one can't exist without the other. Yeah. So as much as I'm in a positive state right now, what potentially could go wrong? And if you actually mitigate your risks looking forward and have a clear um, you know, view of what those risks are and what could happen, mm. you're more objective when it comes up. Yep. You're more likely to just have that little hurdle and jump over it. It's not a major stress. You don't have those volatilities. You don't have anything because you've done it in your mind already. Yeah, that's right. Um, Another way our brain um, tags it is, and this is a great example that he gives, so um, just bear with me while I get it out. 
So you're a young kid and your mum and dad are fighting and, um, you know, you go into your bedroom, you hide under your bed, uh, you, you block off your eyes and you block your ears because you don't want to hear it. Uh, you, you wake up the next morning, dad's not there, things are calm, everything's over, right? You go out, to your, go out shopping with your mum and uh, your dad the night before was wearing blue jeans, white shirt and he's got uh, a beard, a brown haired beard, whatever. And you go to the shops and in the same aisle there is a dude with blue jeans, white shirt and brown hair that's coming towards your mum. And instantly you get anxiety. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, you're fearful that the person you love and looks after you and provides for you is going to get hurt. Mm. Then that person walks past you guys, all of a sudden that anxiety is gone. You're, you don't know what that anxiety thing is and what's in front of you that's making you feel that anxiety. Yeah. But it's a compounded amount of fears over time that creates that anxiety, right? Yeah. So therefore, the next aisle, there's a gentleman with blue jeans, yellow shirt, brown hair with a beard, right? So then, even though it's a yellow shirt, there's enough common denominators with the brown hair, the, the beard, and the jeans to then set off your anxiety again. Yeah. And then not only that, expand the, the um, tags or yeah. the, yeah, the the thing that's going to actually provoke <coughs> you. So if that happens in your earlier years of being a child and you compound that over 20 years as your brain associates the genes with the blue, sh uh, blue shirt, yellow shirt, white shirt, beards, moustache, you know, it just keeps going and going and then compounding and then you just walk into society and you feel like you've got this overwhelming amount of anxiety. You don't know what it is. And then you shut off from the world. Yeah. You have a greatness that the world needs to see and know that you're not the only person that suffers from that. Mm. You know what I mean? And it is only the way your brain works that has that happen. And this is one of the most amazing things from going and working on yourself. If you can understand how your brain works, how to grow your brain and how to not solve the problems from your past, because there are things like that incidents with like if your parents were arguing, that's so minor. That's not a tragedy. That's not a... But your brain tags it as a fear. It tags it as a, I want to avoid that at all costs. Mm. Then you find yourself dating that person. Yeah. And you go, why? When I've tried to avoid this, is it here? We, everything we run away from, we run straight in, into. Yeah. So if you... Um, you know, learn how your brain works, how it stores information and how you can tap into that, your life changes for a few, you know, thousand dollars. Mm. And that, to me, the value of that, and you know what? It's not for everyone. No. Not, not everyone's going to go, everyone's, you know, some people are going to go, well, I don't have anxiety, so this doesn't fit for me. I can guarantee you've got fears though, because that's how your brain works. That's how we're wired. Mm. And when you're fearful, like, even if you're sitting there with business ideas and you know, you know you're capable but you're not taking action, it's because you perceive there are more drawbacks than gains. Yeah. There, and you need to um, really sit down, journal. Write, well, if you, if you don't want to call it journal, write it down. Say, what could be the positives of this? And, you know, one of the biggest fears I ever had for taking action in my life was what if people don't like it? What if people don't like me? But one really important message I've learned is the people that are ready to hear what I teach, they will, they, it will resonate with them and they'll reach out. Yeah. The people that aren't, 
it's okay. Either their time will come or they'll, they'll sit where they are in their happiness of life that they perceive or maybe it's not and they're just too fearful to step into it, which I totally get as well. They'll just stay where they are. Yeah. And that's not for me to, to push that onto anybody. Mm. Um, but when you, you know, when you have that knowledge and understanding, you, you are in control of your own life. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's just, it was just a really good way of explaining how fear can take over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with that little thing I was talking about before, when you attract your tribe and the people that understand your languaging and, and get what you're trying to say, you also have to repulse that the people that don't at the same time because you can't have a positive without a negative, right? Yeah. So when you know that the haters are going to hate and the lovers are going to love, that, that actually has to exist at exactly the same time. Yeah. So when you attract your tribe, you repulse your, you know, people that aren't your tribe. Yeah. And 100%. I just thought when I heard this I was like you know what I need to share that because it's delivered in such a um, elegant manner where it's not Bonnie going I you know like because when I attach what I know to my mission I get so excited to change one person at a time that I just spit it all out and I don't actually make sense of it Mm. Um, so I you know one of my things I've got to work on this week is actually owning the greatness I see in Dr. D. Martini because yeah. I've got it. I just don't know what in in what form in my life. Mm. And once I own the greatness I see in him, I'll be able to deliver the same way he does. Yeah. Or start. You know, you've got to start shit to be great. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So you can dissolve. It's never solve a problem, but you can dissolve anything from your past, and that puts the foot down to achieving what you vision. Like you have a vision of what you want to accomplish. You think about it all the time, mm. but 90% of us don't step into it because of fears, yeah. because of judgments, because of everything. Yeah. And that is a perfect way to explain it. It is. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So thank you, Dr. D. Martini. And thank you. Like when I even watched that, I went into such a gratitude space for Michael, like the Mojo Master, mm. delivering, just in case you guys don't know who Michael is, delivering his content the way he did to give us a what I call my life bible my life's map um in his event that actually tackles all of that shit because if I have that understanding about my my excuse me values mission and purpose and that's clarity and then I learn that from D Martini I already you can learn that from D Martini but what what does my shit look like who am I without the parts that I've put on to please other people yeah. So without the life map that I learned from Michael and now what I'm extending to with Martini, I wouldn't be able to join it together and go, holy fuck, I'm about to live my best life. Yeah. And also then when we get to that next level of understanding who we are, all it does is open up your subconscious to show you the next level. Yeah. True. You know, it's a moment of clarity. It's a moment of balance. It's a moment of enlightenment and gratitude for what you've experienced. And then it's like, okay, next. And your subconscious is like, okay, I'm not going to hide this, but I'm now going to give you these signs. And you're like, what, what is that about? And then you start the process of what we've been taught to find out exactly what it's about. You get your clarity and your moment of, you know, balance or point of balance for that. Yeah. And then you do your next thing. It never ends. But to have control over your own brain is the best gift you can is, give anyone. Is it control or just an understanding? Well, in my perception, it's controlling as in like I 
I control if I want to do the work. I control whether I make the choice to move forward to my next step or sit in my shit pit and do backstroke for God knows how long I want to feel like a victim or whinge about it. Mm. You know, like, and sometimes it's harsh things and you're like, ooh, that hurts deep. Like, and it's usually the feedback you get from people that love you in life that fucking cuts that deep. Yeah. But you've got to reflect on your behavior, um, which brings me to a freaking another point that... Um, just because people are coaches, and I think I've said this before, but not in this way, people be- believe, and oh, Justin actually said it on a live, Justin Wiseman, who also works for Mojo Master, said this on a live the other day. People perceive that they have to get rid of the negative emotions. No, just emotions. Just emotions, full so stop, yeah. I watched that too, that was a wicked live. Yeah. That was a wicked video you put up, actually. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, and so people have that expectation that because we're coaches, we, we're not entitled to we have... We don't get emotional. We, we're not entitled to get emotional or yeah. have um, elated, uh, whether it be good elated or bad elated um, responses to information or feedback. Yeah. Um, to us, it's feedback and it's a gift because we're like, wow, I was pretty irrational. Like, what is it that made me irrational? Okay, is it because that person was attacking my profession and my profession is my mission to change the world one person at a time? You know, like... Is it because they were attacking that that I got so ropeable or is it because of the deep love I have for that person that I got so ropeable? Yeah. But that emotion and volatility for me is a complete gift to go and do the work around that so next time I can just see it as feedback, say thank you and just move on. Yeah. But, yeah, for some reason people just think that because of our awareness and knowledge, our brains don't work and operate the same way that every human brain does. Yeah. But it still does and it's not yeah. about getting rid of those emotions. It's about understanding how they serve you yeah and yeah and the greatness that you can develop from that yeah yeah that's it yeah 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 that's all that as soon as I haven't even taken a breath and I'm actually after this week in my life I'm I'm really proud of how all that came out (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's been another week of of challenges and growth and growth and um growth growth and reflections and I've got a lot more work to do you know as we do all the time you know I hit my glass ceiling I smash through and my subconscious is like well here you go here's a nice little envelope with your next slot and I'm like thanks fucker like you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. uh, but everyone I've been talking to lately has been having these major shifts and identifying work they need to do around themselves and yeah. I get excited yeah like I mean, call me crazy, but someone could have a complete meltdown in front of me. And as much as I'm empathetic in that moment, on the inside, I'm so fucking excited because I'm like, I know how the brain works. You've got to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. So I'm excited about the person they become on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. And I'm what a gift and a privilege to watch that fault like play out. Yeah. Like, so I'm full gratitude in that moment where their fucking life's destroyed and, you know, they feel like it's destroyed in there. You're having this huge breakdown and I'm sitting there like a kid in a candy store going, oh, this is exciting, what's I had, coming, you I know? I had a very similar conversation with someone this week and I honestly can't remember who it was, but they said they feel like they're almost at their lowest point ever. And I said, cool. Yeah. I said, that's awesome. Yeah. I, well, I did. I think I actually said that, but I explained it to them, but they understood that as well. Yeah. Because they've been 
they've been low before and then they came back out of it yeah. stronger. Yeah. So they know as well, even though it's a low, a low shit point for them, Yeah. they're not excited about it, but they know what's on the other side of it if they just keep pushing through. So. Yeah. And then it comes down to, you know, also tools you lose, you learn at events, it's asking those quality questions. Yeah. If you go, like, I've had a lot happen in my life this week and if I constantly think about the you know perceived negative that's happened in my life this week and I leave the house with those thoughts in my brain all I'm going to see is that negative yeah so if I leave my house and go okay what do I perceive or what is this action inaction or challenge or whatever it is in my life how is this serving me yeah and what do I need to see today to really concrete what that is yeah. what opportunities and, is it is it presenting yeah, me what, with that's exactly right and and then you, it is crazy how many opportunities just get played out in front of you and you you literally like i know this sounds crazy for people that haven't done it before but it's even crazier for us that do know it works yeah. because we sit there going that just fucking happened yeah i did the work i asked myself a quality question and here it is yeah. everything i need right in front of me the fuck yeah and, and you do you sit there like a stunned mullet going okay. it fucking happened again yeah wow so we get how you feel when you're like, okay, how's that work? You know, like, and then once you've got the opportunity, you sit there and say, what is the one action, quality action I can take today to put this into place? Yeah. And then your brain will give you the answer. Don't doubt it. Your brain will give you exactly the answers. If you're anything like me, it's when I'm driving, my brain just downloads all of these answers to the questions I've been asking. And I'm like, I haven't got a pen and paper. What are you doing? I can't write while I'm driving. And then I'm like, voice record. And then I'm like, like trying to, you know, point at it while I'm driving, like on my phone, just voice record. And then it freaking just doesn't even record it properly. And I'm like, oh, that was such great information. Oh, let me give you a tip then. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Please. When you're driving, you can just hold your power button down and Siri will come up. You can go, hey, Siri, take a note. Oh, please don't do that, Siri. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah, don't, don't do it while do we're it. recording. Ah. No, and then you can just speak and she will write down the note for you and save it as a note. See, I am so technically challenged. Yeah. I am 100% technically challenged. Yeah. Seriously, that's like a big area. Do you know what? I was... <laughs> As much as I was about to say that's a big area I need to learn, no, it's not. I just need to employ somebody else that loves that area mm. so that they can love doing what they love and I can just continue to do what I love and not distract myself trying to learn a new skill I'm really not good at. <laughs> Have this awesome phone that does wonderful things and what? I can ask her to do that? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit funny. It is. So, yeah, anything else you want to cover on that subject? No, I'm good. Yeah, it's pretty much wrapped it up in a nutshell, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like... I just thought it was really important because every single human being on the face of this planet has fears. Well, okay, I will add just one little thing. Yeah. So that we're born with two fears. It's the fear of falling yeah. and the fear of loud noise. Yeah. And every other fear that we gain along the way is because of our perceptions. A thousand percent. So literally the only two fears that you have are of loud noises I'm just thinking about people jumping out and scaring the shit out of me at the moment. Oh, mate. And falling, <laughs> which we yeah. we both know that that is a massive fear of mine. Yeah. Like Whereas I jump out of planes and, yeah, all the time. You're a fucking, <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you hear that abuse? She just called me a fucking... Yeah. I um, love, adri- love adrenaline like that. Yeah, get, me, yeah, get yeah. me a shaky plane I can jump out of with a parachute any day. Do you know what, do you know what scares me the most about falling? What? Having no control. Yeah. 
It's like I have no control over the outcome of this fall. Yeah. Do you know what I think when I'm jumping out and I'm like, you know, two seconds out of the plane and I've got 60 second free fall before I put the shoot up? What? If it's my time, I lived a good life. Honestly, that's what I freaking think. I think <laughs> this could be our last jump. This could be it. But you know what? Fuck, you're going to be remembered for every difference that you made, for all the bitchy and, mm. and that C word things you did to people. You know, <laughs> you're going to be remembered for every She's single... talking charming. <laughs> totally not, and you know it. Um, I'm going to be remembered for all of my good and also all of my bad, and that's fine with me. Yeah. You know, so I make sure, and that, and that also allows me to get up and make sure I take action every single day. Even even if it is lying in bed in my pajamas, telling everyone I'm booked out for the day because I totally need me time, that's still a gift to me because I need to get centered from within, yeah, um, and have that rest time or I'm going to burn out and then I don't give everyone part of me. So every choice I make, I'm like, yep, I'm jumping out of a plane, and if this is it, this is it. You're welcome, world. I did my bit while I was here, and I'm out. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I know that sounds pretty crazy, but you know what am I going to do? Oh, I don't. I don't want to jump out of a plane because what if I die? You know, like, well, you can live, live on a what if and then lie on a deathbed going, oh, what if I had done it? Or mm. I wish I had done it. Mm. Oh, why don't I, ne- why don't I never have the guts? Mm. Oh, you know, and I, no way. I, I, there is, you know what, I've done some crazy shit and I'm pretty sure it's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> I'm going I'm to be doing a lot more crazy shit in my lifetime. And when I lie on deathbed, I want to be able to t- tell my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, yes, world, you're stuck with me for that long. Um, unless the next plate jump out of a plane. Yeah, yeah, unless in July, whenever it, whenever this corona stuff finishes and I can jump out of a plane again, that's my last time. Um, yeah, I, I want to be able to sit there and say what my granddad said to me when he was passing away, which is, I've had a great life. Yeah. I did everything I ever wanted to do, and now's my time, and it's okay. When my granddad said that to me, I was like, <sighs> you know, I could breathe. Yeah. Because it's pretty awkward sitting in a room that with a person that can still talk to you that knows they've only got a couple of days left and you're like sitting there quiet, like what's appropriate to say, what's not appropriate to say. And, yeah. You know, so for me to be able to give that gift that he gave me of, of it's okay mm. to the rest of my family, I need to live that life every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I can confidently say that on deathbed. Mm. I did everything. I fucked people off. I told them the truth. I was rude. I was beautiful. I did this. I did, you know, like all parts of me. Yeah. Yeah. We were signing off. Now we've spoken for another four minutes. This <laughs> is what like our, our phone calls. conversation is. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I will just go, oh, yeah, but do you remember this? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes later and we're off the phone. But we're not going to talk 20. We're literally going to shut it down now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Contact us through um, the couch with BNC. Yep. Perspective coaching. Yep. And yours are? Mine are um, the Mojo Master, um, Bronwyn Kogan on Facebook, uh, Bronwyn Kogan Coaching. Um, yeah. And any of those any of those avenues. I messed with her because she's normally the one who goes first. And now you've thrown me off and I'm and like, where, where can you find me? <laughs> and the first thing that rolled out was my email address, Bronwyn at the Mojo Master.com.au. And I'm like, but no, don't say that. <laughs> you thanks, just said it. thanks for mind fucking me, Shane. You're welcome. Talk to you next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.